Well, good morning and welcome once again. So glad you could be here today for our pageant. I love our children's pageant. I love the simplicity. I love that kids get to be kids and uh, or whatever animal they would like to be. Um, it's, it's wonderful. I'm so glad you could join us. Um, I want to take just a few moments and talk this morning about one of our themes for Advent. We've been talking about the themes of Advent. Advent is that season on the church calendar where we are in anticipation and expectation of the coming of the Lord. Uh, and that is both for Christmas as well as the second coming when he returns for his church. It's a season of anticipation. It's a season of of expectation and a season of preparation where we take some time and we prepare our hearts. Each week in the four weeks of Advent, there's four Sundays in Advent, each Sunday, as we've talked about, has a, a different theme to it. And the first Sunday we talked about hope. And as we, as we talked about each theme, we've lit one of the candles representing that theme on our Advent wreath. The wreath is, is very symbolic. The wreath itself, the evergreen, the circle that never ends, is, a, is symbolic of our eternal life with Christ. That when we come to know Christ, we enter into an eternal life with Him. And the, the green is, is symbolic of that. And the first candle we write stands for hope, the hope that we have in Christ. Hope that is based not on, on our wishes or our desires, what we want to happen, but hope that is solidly rooted in and solidly based in uh, uh, God's promises, the promises that he's made to us. The second week we talked about, last week we talked about peace, the peace that we have in Christ, the peace that comes to us that, that, that transcends our circumstances. It's found only in Christ, no matter what our situation, no matter what our circumstances are, we can find peace in Christ. And this week, we light the third candle, which is a different color. It's a rose-colored candle, and that is for joy. Because rose is the color of of joy. So, the, so the, the, the theme this week is, put that down there so before I light the church on fire. The theme this week is joy. And the passage we're going to take a look at briefly is, uh, it takes place before Jesus was born, but it's tied to the birth of Christ. If you'll remember, if you think about the story that we just saw portrayed, uh, uh, there, uh, uh, the angel Gabriel had appeared to Mary, okay? Mary's just minding her own business. The angel Gabriel appears to her, and she's already engaged to be married to Joseph, uh, which was a, a, a legal engagement. It was, it, was, it was almost like they were married, but it had not been consummated yet. Well, in the, in the midst of this engagement, the angel Gabriel appears to Mary and says, hey, guess what? God's going to use you in a special way. You're going to become pregnant. The Holy Spirit's going to come on you. He's going to overshadow you, and you're going to become pregnant, and you're going to, name, you're going to have a son, and you're going to name his, his, this son Jesus uh, because he will save the world from their sins. And um, 
you know, so we have all of this, the, the, this going on, and, you know, Mary's being invited into. I mean, she could have said, nope, no way, I'm out of here. But she was being invited into something. This is what God is saying, and, and she, you know, may it, you know, may the Lord's will be done to me. And one thing else that the angel Gabriel said to her is said, by the way, um, uh, your close relative, some say cousin or whatever, but it's a close relative um, uh, Elizabeth is also pregnant and is going to have a child. And uh, I, the thing that's remarkable about this is that Elizabeth was already well past childbearing years. She was much older, as was her husband, and, and uh, 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 well past childbearing years. And she had given up all hope of having children. This angel appears to her husband then while he's at work, and while he's fulfilling his priestly duties, and told him that his wife Elizabeth was going to have a son. And this was a miraculous birth considering how old that they both were. So this is where we come to our passage this morning. Gabriel tells all this to Mary, and then as we read in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 39... A few days later, in other words, a few days late after Gabriel told all this to Mary, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. Zechariah was Elizabeth's husband. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women. And your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. This Advent and Christmas season, as we said, is a season of expectation, anticipation, preparation. And it's a season that's marked by joy. There's joy of celebrating with friends, joy of uh, uh, we have, have gift giving, we have celebrate the birth of Jesus, the greatest gift of all. Joy, it's, it's a season of, uh, of joy that, uh, uh, for, for, for all men. The angels, when they, when they announced to the shepherds that we heard just a moment ago, the angel announced to the shepherds, I bring you great tidings of you know, great joy for all the people. It's a season of joy, but yet for many, joy eludes them. For many, joy is absent. It's been stolen, maybe by a tragedy or bad news, could be loss of a job. Think of all the ones with the trucking company, all the people that right before Christmas found out, hey, guess what? You're no longer working. Don't know what they're going to do. Uncertainty about the future. So many things come into our lives and can steal joy. I want to briefly just take a few minutes this morning and give you three things about joy as we look at the story of, of Elizabeth and Mary. The first thing is we see that joy breaks out with the fulfillment of God's promises. The fulfillment of God's promises bring joy. Now, in the culture back then, having children meant everything to a woman. I mean, it just meant everything. 
It wasn't just, well, should I have a family? Should I have kids or should I have a career? Should I try to juggle both? Should I win? It was like, no, it was every woman's desire, every woman's dream, every woman's hope to bear children. So, you know, this is the culture, this situation. It was true for Elizabeth, but she went all through her life with no children and she was crushed. Her hopes were crushed. Her dreams were crushed. And then one day her husband comes home and says, uh, guess what? An angel appeared to me and says that you're going to have a son. And I can imagine her reaction just like that. <laughs> At my age, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. But, but yet the, the, the news, you know, it's like, could it be possible? Could God really do this? Thinking back to Abraham and Sarah. I mean, she was, she was so old when, when she got the news that she was going to have a children. And all of a sudden, you know, just her, 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 her hopes and her dreams were restored. And then the day came to, for her son to be born. Can you imagine the joy of someone who had lost all their hopes, all their dreams, all, you know, all of that just crushed. And all of a sudden, they're restored again. The joy that had to, 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 to flood her heart as what God had promised was then fulfilled as she held her son. God is faithful, and he keeps his word. And when we stand on God's promises and we see him do what he said he would do, it brings joy. You know, a lot of times, you know, we'll look at a promise that God has given us and we'll think, I really want it. I really hope that it happens. I really wish it would happen. And, and, and you know, if, if, if we're talking biblical hope, we're confidently expecting to happen. But how many of us have ever struggled with doubt at some point? Saying, God, I know you said this to me. I know this is true. It's in your word, but. And doubt can creep in. But when his word is fulfilled, when we see him do what he said he would do, even as impossible as it sometimes seems, joy comes in. Second, joy breaks out when we say yes to God's plan. Say yes to God's plan. Last week we talked about peace. And one of the things we said about peace was that it accompanies obedience. You know, when we're walking in God's will, following the leading in the Spirit, we're not resisting God, but we're walking with Him and we're cooperating with Him. There's a peace that settles over our hearts. Peace accompanies obedience. It's the same way with joy. It's the same dynamic. God is good. And God is always good. Always I want to say that again. God is good. He is always good. No matter what circumstances come into our lives that are not good. In the midst of it, He is good. You can hang on to that. You can take it to the bank because it has to do with who He is. No matter what's going on in your life, don't ever doubt God's goodness. You may not be able to see it, but it doesn't change it. He is good. And when he comes to us and we say yes to his will, 
and we say yes to his plans. He invites us into his purposes and we say yes to his purposes. Joy enters our life and fills our hearts. Because that's where we find fulfillment is when we say yes to the plans and purposes of God in our lives and we say yes in obedience to him. We say yes to God's plan. That's where we begin to walk in step with doing what we were created to do. You will never fulfill, we will never fulfill God's plans and purposes to us for, for our lives as long as we are walking in our own will instead of in God's. But when we say yes to his plans and purposes, we're walking in his will, there's joy that floods our hearts because that's when we experience the fulfillness for which we were created, to do the things we are created to do. When God created Elizabeth, when, uh, when Elizabeth was born, God created her with a plan. And his plan was for her to give birth to John the Baptist. That's who the child that Elizabeth had was. He was John the Baptist. God, you see, when, God had never forgotten Elizabeth. He had never forgotten her. It just hadn't been time for the fulfillment of his purposes in her life yet. See, this, you know, Elizabeth giving birth to a son was not an afterthought for God. It was his plan all along. She just couldn't see it. She just didn't know it yet. All those years thinking that she was missing out on her hopes and her dreams, little did she know that God had something much bigger for her than she could have imagined. She was going to give birth to John the Baptist, the one who, about whom it was prophesied that he, was, he would go ahead, go before the Messiah and be a forerunner to the Messiah, saying, prepare the way for the Lord. Getting people, calling people to repentance and getting their hearts ready to receive Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. That's who her child was. And when that day came, her joy was indescribable. Same thing for Mary. She was created to give birth to the Savior. And even though it, you know, saying yes was going to cost her greatly and cost more pain than could be imagined, yet when she said yes, there was joy that flooded her soul. She said yes to the plans and the purposes for which she was created. We find joy when we start walking in the plans that God has for us and the purposes that God has for us. Third thing is this. Joy breaks out in the presence of Jesus. Breaks out in the presence of Jesus. I love this. Listen to this. Mary entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt or leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. 
I love that. The baby, the child in, in Elizabeth's womb, John the Baptist, the unborn John the Baptist, leapt in her womb when, the, when, when, when there was a sense of the presence of Jesus. When Mary entered in with, with uh, uh, Jesus in her womb, joy just caused John the Baptist to leap in his mother's womb. Here's what I want us to take away today. It's got a minute left. In the midst of this Advent and Christmas season, season of joy, season of preparation, I recognize there are a lot who are struggling to find joy in their own lives. Recent loss of a loved one, or maybe previous years where this holiday season is a reminder of someone that was lost. Loss of a job. Loss of health. Breakup of a relationship or a family. There's so many things that will steal our joy. If that's you, and you're struggling to find joy this Advent season, and we've all been there at times in our lives where everybody around us seems like Everything is so wonderful, but the pain is great in our hearts. We've all been there at different times in our lives. If that's you this season, look for Jesus. Look for Jesus. Pick up this book. Open it begin to read say I don't know where to start begin with the gospels begin with the gospels the story of Jesus life is told from the perspective of Matthew Mark Luke and John four of Jesus closest followers and as you read it begin to ask ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and give you understanding and just say, I want to know Jesus. I want to meet Jesus. We don't have to go through all kinds of hoops and all kinds of, uh, of gyrations and all things to, to, for us to enter into God's presence. To get his attention. We don't have to say, ah, I know I got this going on in my life and this and this and this. I need to take care of all this stuff and then I'm ready. No. All we got to do is say, Jesus, I want to know you. Just ask him. Simple as that. Pick up this book. Look for him. Begin to lift up your voice and, 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 and worship him and praise him. Say, well, I don't know how to do that. Maybe I don't know any songs. I don't know how to worship. I don't need what you know what you mean. It can be as simple as, God, I don't know a whole lot about you. But I heard this morning that you're good. And I've never thought about that before. But for some reason, I believe it. 
So I'm just going to declare you are good all the time. That's worship. That's worship. It's just lifting up the attributes of God. He's good. You can say, God, I believe you're holy. I believe you are just. I believe you are righteous. I believe you are merciful. Lift up your voice and worship God. Cry out to him in prayer. Cry out to him and just say, God, I, I need you right now. I'm hurting right now. I'm in pain right now. I need you right now. Will you come to me? And then just enter into his presence. Set aside all the busyness. Set aside the, all the stuff that's... I'm not saying pull back from everything. I'm just saying set some time aside where... You're taking a break from all the busyness, a break from all the activities, a break from all the things that, that drain our energy, you know, that drain our, our uh, uh, just everything in us sometimes. And sit down with Jesus and let him pour into you. And if you don't know how, Again, it's so simple. Don't overthink this. Sit in a chair and get quiet. And just say, Jesus, I want to spend some time with you. Think on him. Listen to anything he may be telling you. You can pick up his his word, read it. Just enter into his presence and you'll find that joy begins to well up inside of you. Doesn't mean that your circumstances are all of a sudden going to change or this situation is going to be different all of a sudden. It doesn't matter that or it doesn't mean that the, the the pain in your life is automatically going to be gone. It means that Jesus can bring joy into our life and will bring joy into our lives that transcends all of that and can be there in the midst of all of it. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's his joy that gives us the strength to be able to go through the difficult times in our lives. It's not a phony, fake happiness where you pretend that, there's, that everything's okay and that, that nothing's the matter. It's not that at all. It's a joy that will strengthen you and lift you up above the circumstances of your life and the pain in your life. That's the kind of joy we're talking about. Joy and happiness are two different things. 
His joy will carry you through the pain and grief of life. That's, that's the joy that's found in Jesus. He gives it, and it transcends our circumstances. And don't buy into the lie that he only brings joy for some or that it's not for you. Don't listen to that. Let's have our worship team come up. Hopefully, your stands and music stands and mic stands are somewhat in uh, where they need to be. Oh, and you need this one, don't you? Okay. <laughs> I knew that I was going to get everything turned around up here. Okay. I want us to pray this morning. I want to pray for you. Let me let me do this. Let's everybody close your eyes right now. I don't want anybody looking around. Nobody. Nobody looking around. If you've been struggling with joy, this Advent season, this holiday season, with nobody looking around, I still see some eyes open. Okay, just raise up your hand. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I want you to know that joy is for you, and you are being invited into it. We use a lot of invitational language we have been in particular these last two or three months using a lot of invitational language because the things that god says for us the things that god invites us into wants to do in our lives do not just come automatically he doesn't just say this is the way it's going to be and, and you have no choice he gives us a choice and he invites us into the things that he has for us and our choice is to say yes to him to say yes to the Holy Spirit, to what he wants to work in our lives, to say yes to his hope, to say yes to his peace, to say yes to his joy. Let me pray. Father, we ask now, in the midst of our circumstances, in the midst of the situations that we find ourselves in, we ask for you to restore joy to our hearts. Open our eyes to see the fulfillment of your promises right in front of us. Lord, sometimes we have trouble seeing what's right in front of us. Give us eyes to see. Open our eyes to see, Lord, the fulfillment of your promises that are right in front of us. Lord, we choose to say yes to the plans and the purposes that you have. We choose to say yes to the things that you're wanting to work into our lives during this season of our life. We can say yes to the things that you want to do, even in the painful times, because we know you are good and we know that we can trust you. Lord, we seek your presence. Meet us in this season of life. Bring your joy into our lives and give us strength for our circumstances, strength for the present and strength for the future. Lord, your word says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So give us your joy.
and fill our hearts with it. Let it break out in our lives in the upcoming days and weeks. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.